Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, welcome back to The Pod Crashed. This week, we're telling the story of American Airlines Flight 444. Thanks for listening. We have planned to do this every day for the past month and a half. Yes, that's like, have, true. Like planned, like time. Right. Right. <laughs> but then it was like... Your work exploded. Exploded. Brian and I got whatever the horrible plague oh, flu yeah, that's going you guys around. Were so is. sick. I know For we were gonna time. do it. We were, we were gonna like record, and it was just you like, were like my wait, I'm actually like, really sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh, but I'm I'm stoked, and so we'll talk more about this at the end. But this is uh, part one of like a multi-part story. So oh, cool! Particularly, okay. I've been telling you how excited I am about this story for yeah. like uh, truly weeks. So it's finally happening. Let's Very go! <laughs> yeah. Um. So today we are doing the story of American Airlines Flight Four Four Four, and often. When we, I don't know what I'm going to write in the description, so I might give it away. But like often when I say the like flight number of like the multi-part stories that we're going to tell, I feel like that for people who are like aviation fans is probably giving it away. But I don't know. This one might be a little sneaky. So yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going back to the glory, the effervescent beauty of November 15th, 1979. Beautiful. So excited. So much smoking on every plane. Yeah. It is the time when, like, everyone's, I don't know, prepping for the 80s. So they're like, the smoking section is in the back <laughs> of this, like, metal tube where we are all completely enclosed. Mm-hmm. But isn't that, like, such a thing? If somebody, like, walked into your, like, home, like, if you walk into, like, a non smoker's home and, yeah. like, Someone smoked a cigarette there like three weeks ago. You're like, damn, somebody smoked in here. Someone's smoking in here. Yeah. But like psychologically, like the children don't know. Like you really did feel like there was less smoke in the non-smoking section. Truly, though. Like you did. Truly. Yeah. Like it's fine. There's no yeah. smoke here. It's no. the non-smoking section. Exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, There's no yeah. separation whatsoever. No, 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 no. But you there's like a spiritual separation yeah. and everyone just agreed that it was good enough for a long yeah. time for a long time yeah. um we are flying from chicago o'hare to dca so today we call dca like ronald reagan airport but okay. at the time yeah. it was washington national because it's 1979 and yeah. ronald reagan is the former governor of california nobody's right. naming an airport in dc after him um dca so for anyone who doesn't know this may or may not matter but there's three airports in uh the dc area 
and D- DCA, Ronald Reagan, Washington National, whatever you want to call it, is like, like very much like right there. Like you can, it's a little airport. It's really nice, honestly, if you have to fly to DC. It's definitely the airport that's more pleasant to fly into because you just like hop on the metro and go into yeah. the city. I think it's the only airport I ever flew in or out of at DC, but um, that's where we're flying. We're flying from Chicago to DC. This, again, is a time where air travel is just less common, less of a normal part of people's lives. So, A, it's, like, more luxurious and exciting, but it's also flights like this between, like, D.C. and Chicago, New York and D.C., New York and Chicago, like, these L.A. and New York, like, they're going to have more important people on them, you know, just because they're, they are, wait, did I put my mic on backwards? Yep, sure did. Okay. We're just going to fix it up. Growing pains. Is that better, friends? The little <laughs> light says it's better. Brian yeah. can fix it. We believe in Brian's oh, skills yeah. as an editor. Okay. We love it. American Airlines, flight 444, November 15th, 1979, Chicago O'Hare to DCA in, D- in DC. Uh, we're flying on a 727, which I still... I'll stand by it. I think it's a great plane. I still think it's a great plane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty much completely been, uh, maybe it's 100% been replaced. I don't know how many 727s are still around, but yeah. I think it's a good little plane. We love Boeing. Uh, yeah. And it's 1979, so we got three pilots in the cockpit. We got uh, three pilots, meaning a captain, a first officer, and a flight engineer. Uh, we got three flight attendants and 72 passengers. So with 72 passengers, the f- this aircraft seats like with, I'm not sure what their layout was, but you've got some empty seats. It's it's not full. It's okay. It's comfortable. <laughs> we don't have a ton of information about the pilots. So the captain's name is Donald. And that's all we know, <laughs> kind of. Like, we love Donald. He's great. Okay. We do. We love Donald. We're going into this with nothing but love in our hearts for Donald. Um, don't know the first officer or the flight engineer's names, but it is January 19th, 2024. And so I'm going to name the first officer Josh and the flight engineer Alan. Okay. And you can all go straight to hell if you have a problem with that. <laughs> so we're honoring these men. So, Okay. Amen. So we're boarding up like 10 in the morning. We're trying to get there by one. We're going to lose an hour going there. It takes like an hour and a half to get there. Maybe hour, hour and a half, hour 50, whatever. So we're trying to land right around one o'clock. And this is an aircraft midday flight like this. It's also contracted to take mail on board like USPS. Oh, yeah. Mail. Yeah. So this would have been a time where the U.S. Postal Service doesn't have as many of its own aircraft. This still happens. Like, just to be clear, the yeah, they still do that. But it's just there's definitely going to be room because the whole plane is going and it's not going to be full. And we got room for more stuff. So we're taking some mail with us. And uh, they're boarding. Other people are boarding up. The pilots are doing their regular checks. Um, the ramp agents are like loading the mail and the bags onto the plane. Um, we're aiming to take off right around 1120 and they do successfully roll up, take off. 
as they're ascending up, so this flight, again, it's it's really not a very long flight. And the path that they're taking is going to have them ascend a little more leisurely, like a little more slowly. So there's going to be a lot of air traffic around Chicago. There's going to be a lot of air traffic in D.C. But in that middle portion between you got space. Yeah. <laughs> you got room. So they're kind of like leisurely talking to air traffic control, ascending up. They're aiming for a cruising altitude of around 38, uh, so flight level um, 3,800, uh, 3,000, nope, 38,000 feet above the ground. As they're on their way in the cockpit, they hear this thump that like kind of shakes the plane. It's not like a sharp sound. It's not what you want to hear. But nothing on their dials, nothing on their instruments is really indicating that something horrible has happened. It doesn't okay. It's not good, but what the fuck is the right. thump? But they're looking and they see that the plane, the cabin, has depressurized. Oh, no. And that's not good, right? But... The flight engineer is able to repressurize it. No problem. In the cabin, the passengers feel the thump right underneath them. They can feel it under them. And they don't know what's happening necessarily. But everybody like slams their hands up to their ears because the depressurization happens really quickly and hurts their ears. But it's... It passes pretty quickly because up in the cockpit, they were able to repressurize the cabin almost immediately. Yeah. And then it's just, okay, what was that? (laughs) Right. There's no catastrophic, no, you know, the bottom of the plane getting sucked off. Nobody is getting like ripped out of the plane. It's not like a catastrophic depressurization, but they did depressurize. And they are kind of looking around and the flight attendants don't know what happened, but the flight attendants are just kind of like, seems like everything's fine. It's okay. But they like come up and knock on the cockpit door and are like, Hey, what was that? Yeah. And the pilots are trying to figure it out because they don't, they don't know, but in their troubleshooting, they kind of decide there's like a valve that opens and shuts as part of the pressurization process. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, on an aircraft, you need the plane to be pressurized above 10,000 feet so you can breathe normally and like remain conscious. And that's totally normal. It usually works. Obviously, it's like a relatively complex system. Mm-hmm. And Talking through it, the pilots figure that it's probably this one valve that kind of got stuck in the pressurization process. And when it got stuck, it made the thump feeling that they all felt and depressurized. But then they were it's not a non-functioning valve. It's functioning and it just got stuck. So, okay, they decide that that's the most likely thing. Plane seems fine. They're continuing to ascend. They heard the thump at around uh, 34,500 feet and they're still ascending normally toward 3,800. And they're kind of like, I think, I think the valve is just sticky. We'll check it out when we get to DC. Mm -hmm. They call... Uh, their company let them know, like, hey, when we land, 
seems like maybe this happened so check it out and then the captain donald makes a just makes an announcement over the uh intercom and says like sorry about that folks hope you're not scared uh you know yeah. just seems like a sticky valve it's been known to happen from time to time because it has is stuff gets stuck i don't know we're all good it's okay so everybody kind of like settles back in pilots settle back into their jobs passengers settle in the flight attendants it's 1979 so the flight attendants go back to handing out drinks and smokes and lunch on this yeah. very short flight very luxurious so everybody is kind of just you know okay that's weird but okay um people are smoking in the back they give you those little packs at this time a little pack of cigarette of five cigarettes in case you forgot them you're not going to be yeah. on an hour and a half flight without cigarettes like <laughs> what are we talking about and like obviously your neighbor would give you one if you bummed it but yeah. you're a wealthy person on a plane you're not going to bum a cigarette the no, airline no, no. will give it to you so people are you know smoking in the back um but like it's 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 really smoky. Uh-oh. Like, it's really smoky. And, like, cigarette smoke is usually, like, kind of hazy. Yeah. But it seems really smoky, and the smoke seems kind of dark. And there's, like, a smell in the cabin that's, like, like a sweet, a sweet chemical smell. Oh, no. And the passengers are kind of like, that seems like I'm very familiar with cigarette smoke. I, this doesn't seem, something's not right. Right. And like gradually, gradually, gradually it's getting smokier and smokier. And the smoke has like a, like that sweet smell and like a green tinge. Oh. And that green tinge, there's no cigarettes going around that have like a green smoke. So the passengers are starting to like, uh, uh, something is wrong. And the flight attendants know something is wrong. But again, part of their job is to try to keep everyone as calm as possible. Because if something's wrong, freaking out is not going to help, right? Mm -hmm. So they're watching that happen. And the flight attendants call because they're they're seeing smoke in the cabin. They don't want to open the cockpit door. They call the the cockpit crew again and say like hey like there's it seems like there's smoke in the cabin and at this time the reality is again people smoke on planes people throw their cigarettes out in the garbage cans on the like in the bathrooms people uh there's like a uh, one of the articles I read talked about how a pilot mentioned that the last he's like, yeah, the last time I had smoke on my plane, it was a pop tart, literally a pop tart that a flight attendant had forgotten about in the thing. Like, oh it's not God. it's not it's one of those things where just like, honestly, if you smell smoke in your house, right, right you're going right. to think like barbecue or uh, but, you know, there's like a that animal part of you that's like. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Smoke is dangerous. Some, something's off. Yeah. Yeah. And they call up to the the cockpit crew and they're like, hey, something's weird. Something's weird. Uh, it seems like it's getting kind of smoky in here. Is everything looking okay on your end? And Donald is flying the aircraft He's got Josh next to him. He asks Alan, the flight engineer, to get up. And he says, like, can you just go, like, check what's going on? 
And as he goes back, the smoke has like started to like billow more and more and more and more and more in like the front of the passenger cabin. So pretty close to the door where the pilots are, close to the cockpit door. And the flight attendants are seeing this and the flight attendants are trying to like tell everyone like, hey, do you mind grabbing your stuff and like moving back to the back of the plane where it's less smoky? Like, would you be more comfortable in the smoking section? So they're starting to move people back and passengers are starting to freak out. And and Alan opens the door and sees the passengers starting to panic as they move back and he can see the smoke like seeping out of like the the kind of the joints of the floor and just seeping out more and more and more and he turns around and goes back into the cockpit and he says no something is something's wrong something is wrong there's tons of like green chemical smoke and the pilot's Okay, so emergency, right? Like, uh, don't yeah. fuck it. Like, nobody needs to go to DC that bad, but right, they're actually day. pretty close like, to DC anyway. Uh, Donald calls and declares an emergency. He has the he has Josh, the first officer, take over the control, like the um the radio, and communicate with air traffic control. He focuses on flying the plane, and he's got Alan, the flight engineer, like keeping track and just like troubleshooting just like trying to figure out what on earth what green smoke green chemical smoke is not what is causing that i have no idea the plane is flying pretty normally like nothing is wrong they don't have any weird alerts nothing looks wrong if it wasn't for the smoke they would not know something was wrong but the passengers know something is wrong and the passengers are starting to freak out they dropped the oxygen masks because no fire we don't see any flames it's just smoke they drop the oxygen masks so the pilots can the the passengers can breathe they put on their own oxygen masks it's 1979 people not every single person can quote the speech about like you know put on your own mask before helping others so passengers are like trying to figure out the masks they don't necessarily know that the the bag of the thing isn't going to inflate it doesn't mean it's not working so the passengers are freaking out and like screaming for the flight attendants to come help them the flight Mm. attendants are again trying to keep everyone calm but it's getting smokier and smokier and smokier and smokier and smokier and just trying to keep everybody calm donald can tell that the passengers are starting to panic and the thing is is even if the plane is flying totally normally it's going to be a plane of dead passengers if they can't get it down so he tells josh who's running the the radio he says like okay you're gonna just start to uh narrate what we're doing because we're done we're not asking for permission we're just you tell them what we're doing not don't ask if we can do it uh they're over dulles they're close to dulles airport another airport in the dc area Mm -hmm. so he starts to descend very rapidly just starts to like pretty much rocket down toward the ground like way like over speed warning goes off pretty much the first time they've had any real warning in the cockpit is him going getting down toward the ground as fast as he can the passengers and the flight attendants can feel that right they can feel it happening they feel it in their stomachs there's more and more and more smoke with the oxygen masks they can breathe and their eyes are still stinging and the smoke is becoming so thick that if they have people with a smaller face or like a different face shape the the it's not making like a 
it's not like uh, making a seal. The mask mm-hmm. doesn't make a seal oh, in their face right. and it's starting to like seep into the mask. So the passengers are getting more and more freaked out and they don't know why. The flight attendants don't know why. They're like rocketing toward the ground as quickly as they are. Josh is just telling air traffic control like we are descending right now, very fast, right now. We're at this flight level, like down, 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 down. We're going to land at Dulles. The, the uh, air traffic controller is just like okay like what are they gonna do can't stop them so they're telling everybody to basically get off the runway at dulles because they're coming at dulles there's a plane that has just landed ahead of them and that plane needs to get off the runway Mm. so that plane is like trying to like get off the runway as fast as they can and it is again in the cockpit not that much smoke it's a clear day weather's fine they can see the they can see Dulles Airport. They can see the runway. Donald is flying this plane. He's going too fast to land, too fast to land. But he wants the plane on the ground right now. He can see a plane is trying to get off the runway. Not off the runway yet. Not off the runway yet. He goes for it. Drops the gear. Jeez. Puts the plane down. Tells tell them doesn't get permission from air traffic control. Tell them we're landing. He hits the ground breaks they do everything they can to slow the plane down as quickly as possible the uh, they are rocketing toward this other plane on the runway that's trying to like get off the runway and they like uh, i don't know by how much but they miss it (laughs) it doesn't seem like much but they miss it so they get there the fire trucks have not had enough time to like actually get there so they're like rolling out trying to like meet the plane as quickly as they can donald and the other two pilots like call like shut everything down as fast as they can donald yells to evacuate the the flight attendants are more than happy to get off this plane they are not gonna ask questions about how we got here we're here they drop the uh, stair air stairs that come out of the plane thankfully they don't have to wait they drop them in the rear of the plane where all of the passengers are anyway and everybody just starts to like pour off the plane along with all of this dense dark oh my god green smoke like billowing out with them out of the cabin everybody gets off the plane oh thank everybody god. lives 12 people are hospitalized for smoke inhalation but everybody lives Gosh. and the fire trucks roll up open up the cargo compartment where the mail was and they can see like the green smoke just pouring out the mail is on fire and so they start to foam the mail until Mm. it goes out and they're in dc so the ntsb shows up nice and fast yeah and the ntsb starts to like look in there and they don't look at it very long at all because it looks like a bomb exploded. <gasps> so they call the FBI. Oh, my gosh. The FBI comes and starts to, like, remove everything out of the cargo compartment yeah. where, this, where the fire was. And they find the, what remains of the bomb... It's pretty small, uh, like 
smaller than like even a foot square like it's a foot by like seven or eight inches Mm -hmm. it had been wrapped in paper in a cardboard box but it was in like a, a wooden crate and like the wood is part of the bomb oh and yeah and there's like a coffee can like an old coffee can with c-cell batteries it has an altimeter hooked up to it so it was specifically designed to go off at 34,500 feet good lord it had explosive components that hadn't detonated way more than enough to blow a hole in the plane and take it down but the ignition like the thing that was would have ignited those explosive components instead of using something more combustible it was the green the stuff that you use to make green fireworks hence the green hue to the smoke and like the chemical smell so the it's really sophisticated in some ways made made literally out of trash right but like the wooden crate and they're like i think i think this bomb is the same as two other bombs we've seen so far one last year in 1978 and one from may of 1979 just a few months ago (laughs) And they compare these two earlier bombs to the bomb that they got off the plane with the wood components made out of trash, weirdly sophisticated in other ways. And eventually, so instead of everyone waiting for the NTSB to write their report to see what happened to the plane, people are waiting for the FBI. And after they compared, what they had to what they were holding in their hands. They did a press conference and they announced that they're looking for someone who targets universities and airlines who they're naming the Unabomber. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is insane. So... Something in, that at this point in the yeah. story is this is this a confirmation? This is when he was named the Unabomber. This was the the Una stands so it's it's universities airlines right bomber. Oh, so when that's the when they started realizing that airlines were being bombed. Exactly. I see. Which I is see. this flight? This is Got the first you, yeah. time an airline has been bombed. The two earlier bombs had been left or mailed to universities oh so so obviously we haven't been making episodes for a little while a lot of different reasons but something that is just probably are more in fact like by the numbers our most popular episodes ever were these the story that we did about 
the Uruguayan rugby team in the Andes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. also probably my favorite, right? And I mean, that's Nando and Beto are both named after Nando yeah. and Roberto Canesa, right? Like, I love that story. I mean, I love is, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that we're going to move like our show in like a subtly different direction where I want to do more like ex- different kinds of stories. Obviously, yeah. it's still with something to do with aviation most of the time, but I want to do more stories like that where there's more to talk about where we can do the same like dig in more to different stories and yeah. like spend more time on them beautiful so this is part one of the podcast oh my talks gosh. about the unabomber yes yeah wow incredible i know you never a poor mariah you don't get to know ahead of time I, it's i love living life like this <laughs> yeah it is i'm best. Like, oh, yeah. I'm excited. This is amazing. I'm very excited. And I it was really fun to, like, look for information about this flight because it's in a lot of, like, things that are written about the Unabomber, even, like, the different articles about this flight. I had to, like, read mostly articles from, like, when, like, articles that were written, like, the day after or two days after to get very much information about the flight at all. Mm. But something that's so interesting, there was a New York Times article about, like, on, like, November 16th, 1979, like, written, like, very shortly after this happened. Mm. And that article gave the captain's name, but no one else's name. And so I was looking into the captain and most of the details about what actually happened in the cockpit I got from an article he was interviewed for Donald was interviewed for immediately after Swiss Air 111 crashed oh and in that article they were taught the article the the premise of that article was I'll put this stuff in the description because they are really interesting yeah but the premise of the article about Swiss Air 111 there were only two pilots. It was like an aircraft that no longer needed a flight engineer. And flight engineers are slowly disappearing at that time in the 90s. And Donald was saying, like, I'm so grateful we had three people in the cabin, like uh, in the cockpit. Like, I'm so grateful yeah. for that. And I think that it's a real loss not to have somebody like a third brain in there, a third pilot mind to help you troubleshoot, to be able to get up and go and like look with your own eyes. Like, which, I mean, we've talked about that. It's, it it seems better. It seems better to have a third person in there. I mean, and, and like, like Unabomber part of it aside, like he just, was getting that plane to the ground like, oh my gosh he was shoving yeah. that plane towards the he ground. just had to use his best judgment i guess because <laughs> he right. did not ask for permission he did not have clearance to land he did not he didn't wait for any of it and having three people to i guess support that decision <laughs> yeah um or like execute that decision exactly. like extra eyes like we're doing extra, it i yeah, yeah. Like, i'm gonna shove this plane let's make sure that we land you know yeah 
yeah, like keep your eyes peeled that nobody's going to hit us and we're not going to hit anybody, which it's insanely dangerous. And I mean, it is. It's tremendously dangerous. And it would be a horrible tragedy if instead of this, we were talking about the four year long investigation, trying to figure out, like get to the bottom of what happened when this random American Airlines flight like had a midair collision with a Delta plane trying to land because they've got green smoke, you know, but I'm very grateful that it worked out. Yeah. Um, Cause it's a risky move, my dude. (laughs) Like I know it's the seventies, but like so risky, but he didn't want people to die. And that was, he felt like people were, he, he felt like the smoke was going to, he didn't want to get on the ground and have dead passengers in that plane. Right. Like that was what he was trying to avoid. And he did avoid it. Everyone lived. But. My word. Risky move, dude. Like. Ooh. Donald. Okay. Donald. I mean, he did not get in real trouble. He kept flying. He was. He kept on going. <laughs> so. Damn. Oh, boy. You're right. God bless the 70s. <laughs> but. You just can yeah. do it. Yeah. So. I'm I'm excited. So the goal for 2024 is to do more stories like this one. And the only other big goal is to do more episodes than we did in 2023, which I did not count. That was on my to-do list was to count how many episodes we did in 2023. Yeah. But I did not. So I'll do it right now. Do you have a fact? I know that we kind of like, oh, I can't wait to hear it. Oh. Uh we're gonna love i mean we've kind of talked about this endlessly but we need Um, to tie made a big a good point i had another fact and i don't know what i did with it can't find it cannot remember it it's a great fact i'll find it someday um the worst i and i have a list of facts in my notes app like why don't i just put it there anyways (laughs) we are gonna talk about how Oh, sorry, ADHD. When I was telling Ty I didn't have a fact yet, he said, why don't you change the narrative and put it out there that Josh Allen is not a turnover machine? So we're going to talk about how Josh Allen is not a fucking turnover machine. And so I have some stats for you. So I'm sorry, sports fans, non-sports fans. You can tune out for a little little bit if you if you want if you don't want to hear about the amazing Josh Allen, but I'm I encourage you to listen. Just hit because... the hit the just listen. Yeah, so just Josh listen. Allen for anyone who does, just for anyone who doesn't know Josh Allen is the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills Ugh. NFL team, and he's yeah. a very good quarterback. He's such a good quarterback. He's okay. incredible. Okay. And yes, and he gets slandered in the media slandered about he's not turnovers and it seems as if he's only appreciated when the bills are like 18 and 0 which has never happened like it's not (laughs) which means he's never been appreciated exactly (laughs) okay Hmm. so backs are from actually casey the video that you had sent about I love that video. Yeah, I'm sending it's a, great a lot video. of videos so we'll, about Josh Allen. We'll link to that video uh so for, that you can also watch it. 
can I be? Oh yeah, we should. Can I be so annoying? So just for people who don't like watch football at all, like or don't know what it is, so the quarterback is the guy who throws the ball, and so if you throw the ball to the wrong team, if like somebody from the other team catches the ball, now they possess the ball. It's very bad. It's something you don't want to happen. Um, Or if you fumble it, that means that you like slips out of your hands. And if so, a turnover means that either you threw an interception or the ball fell out of your hands and the other team got it, which means that you have to go sit down. And it's very sad. So sad. And this does happen a lot to Josh Allen. I will say it 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 happens. It happens, you know, a decent amount. The reason it happens is because he's got a rocket for an arm and he fucking rockets it down the field. And sometimes... The other team is going to do their job very well and catch the ball. You know, yeah. it's just going to happen. We're playing. The margins are incredibly small. These exactly. are like some of the like most incredible athletes in the universe. Right. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes you got to take risks like our boy Donald. Donald taking risks. Exactly. Just kind of hoping that nobody's he's not going to crash into another plane. Yes. And Donald and Josh so are very similar in this regard. Very similar. Sometimes you just got to take a risk. <laughs> So the the point of these facts is to prove that Josh Allen should be the MVP this year. He so he looking like currently in this current football season, the MVP, the like front runner of the MVP is Lamar Jackson, who is also an incredible quarterback. Amazing. Absolutely, absolutely just like Fucking, he is number one in in rushing yards for quarterbacks yeah. right now, which He's is like he just runs exciting. down the field. He just runs. Right. He runs instead exactly. of throwing it. He runs, and that's right. being good at both of those things. Being yeah. able to like run and like smartly and well, and throw the ball well, like is very difficult. Very very difficult. Lamar had a great season. Ravens are great. Love the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Do your thing. That's fine. This is not to slander Lamar Jackson in any regard or disrespect Lamar Jackson. Of course. However, if you look at the numbers and you look at the stats. So Josh Mm -hmm. Allen, for reference for all these stats, Josh Allen currently has 22 turnovers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is like the main reason why people say he cannot be the MVP. So because he has so many turnovers. In 2018, Patrick Mahomes had 21 turnovers and was the unanimous MVP. Okay. Fuck off, Patrick Mahomes. Fuck off, Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure you're a perfectly nice person. You have a lovely family. Yes, like beautiful. I've watched a YouTube video of you and your wife. Fine. You look like you have a great relationship. I'm so happy for you. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fully fuck off and get the fuck out of Buffalo. Yes. Okay. Last, the last three winning Super Bowl quarterbacks have been in the top five for turn- turnovers for the season. Yeah, because you got to take risks. Because you got to take risks. Good quarterbacks throw the ball, and sometimes the other team catches it, okay? He's the second in the lead for, winning ga- for game-winning drives. He has had zero games this season, and he has lost in a fourth-quarter lead. If the yeah. Bills lost in that game, it was due to a defensive error or, like, a ref call or like whatever but it wasn't Mm. it had nothing to do with josh allen's interception percentage or number 
Because um, that's the other way people inflate his, like, oh, he's a turnover machine. He cost them games. Like, not this right. year, bitch. Like, no. walk away. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the Buffalo Bills, so the, the Bills have had six losses. In those six losses, Josh Allen has 15 total touchdowns. Just for comparison for Lamar Jackson, he has three losses, but only has three touchdowns in those three losses. So Josh Allen has yeah. 15 in his losses, three in his, in Lamar Jackson's. This yeah. season, he has 44 total touchdowns. More rushing touchdowns than Christian McCaffrey, who is a yes. running back and is literally his job to run the ball into the end zone. Josh yeah. Allen has more touchdowns than Christian McCaffrey. People who like don't watch football, that is inconceivable. Like, inconceivable. That is outrageous. And like Christian McCaffrey is so good at football. He's so good at his job, which is to run the ball down the field. <laughs> right. And Josh is better. And just is. Yeah. Um, he has 15 more total touchdowns than Lamar Jackson. And to top it all off, even due to turnover, taking into account turnovers, taking into account everything, and I'm not even going to explain this stat. You're going to have to watch the video because it's it's too good <laughs> for me to ruin. But no. <laughs> um, Josh Allen finishes number one overall in efficiency, and we love efficiency. Oh, and efficiency is beautiful. We love Josh Allen. So... Fuck off if you hear somebody talking about Josh Allen and saying that he's a turnover machine. I want you to stop them and you mm -hmm. make his name right because our boy deserves better. He he has earned Sweet better. And baby Josh Allen. Oh, his face he's just transparent. You can just <laughs> see every single thought in his little head. Ugh. And if by mistake, Josh, you're listening to this. Oh no. Stop listening. <laughs> go to so therapy. Go to therapy. Yeah, Josh, it's okay. We can all go to therapy. We all therapy. go to therapy. All it's of us. Okay. We love you. Yeah, anyone who's listening to this, therapy is so good. And it's, it's so very good. I think that people who haven't been to therapy might imagine that therapy is very different than it is, or mm, maybe you've had yeah. a bad therapist. I've had bad therapists. Yeah. Have you had bad therapists? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I graduated it's, it's with some scary. real morons. It's super yes. scary. <laughs> I did. Yes. I know. It's yes. just a fact. No, like, if you ask therapists, are all therapists good? No, no. Of course not. Right. Of course not. Of course not. And, like, nothing matters more than, like, the connection between you and the therapist. But yeah. it can be super practical. And, yeah. like, it doesn't have to be about, like, yeah, your parents are probably going to come up and stuff like that. Sure. It's probably going to sure. come up. Yeah. Our parents have a big impact on us. <laughs> that seems practical, right? right? But it can be very like, what's going on right now? Yeah. Let's strategize a more successful way to move forward. Right. Like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I know I have such a hard time in therapy because I need engagement, like questions. Like you and I have talked about this. We need yeah. like engaging questions like ty has is going to a new therapist now and he's having a little bit of a hard time because she kind of takes more of a you talk and and i listen approach 
And that's mm-hmm. a way to do it. And that's fine for some people. But I think it's intimidating because it's like, well, what do we even talk about? You know, without any um, guidance. But I, it, mm-hmm. you can also, something that I learned is you can literally just say that to the therapist and they'll be like okay thanks for the feedback like it's a yeah like even if typically they're a quote-unquote bad therapist at least in my experience it's been like okay thank you for that feedback and not like an explosive reactive type situation that maybe a lot of people are used to when dealing with conflict you know that it doesn't have to be so scary right it is really powerful to have like the experience of telling someone like i need more i need something different yeah whatever it is and have them be like oh yeah totally that's fine or like that is a good experience to have because that doesn't happen that often in like day-to-day life right exactly Um, exactly yeah yeah. And if you do have a big explosion, like, I don't, like, I'll personally pay for your therapy. Just right. Like, like, yeah, no. Send us a message. Yeah. That's like, bullshit. call us. And, yeah. Um, because it is, it's not okay. And I don't want to, it's, it's, it is a profession like any other, right? Like the, yeah. and not everybody, it is just a fact a well-documented fact that yeah the connection between you and the therapist is a huge part of it like contributes tremendously to how much you get out of it Mm -hmm. and it's okay to say like I think that this is like and there could be all kinds of reasons like reasons that I've had clients you know say like I don't think we're the right fit or you know yeah. and which is totally fine like people sometimes realize that sometimes people choose me who are similar to me in like age race gender that kind of thing and then they'll be like I think I think I kind of need somebody who's older like I think I just yeah right something about that would be like very significant for me and we yeah. can like talk about that not to talk them into staying with me right. at all we're just like oh yeah cool like what is like what do you know about yourself that yeah, like let's gives help you that information identify what it is you're looking for so that you can have you know hopefully not see like 10 more therapists looking exactly. for the right one hopefully we can narrow it down right. or people who um feel like i feel like my relationship with men like needs like work in a way that yeah. Like, I'm just never going to be able to provide. Hell yeah. Go, yeah. Yes. That, I totally get that. I'm right. not a man. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Um, right. So that is, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you can have that experience. I'll also say, like, I had to, uh, like, as part of my program, like, part of my program to become a therapist was to go to therapy Mm. and I had negative a billion dollars right and lived in New York City how did we do that how did we do that but truly um so I went to a federally qualified health center which I highly recommend remember that if you live in the U.S. and you need any kind of medical care but it's difficult to afford if you need like a doctor a gynecologist a therapist a prescriber like check out your local federally qualified health center. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 
So that was where I went because that was what I could afford. It was $15. Yeah. And I just got assigned a therapist, right? Because it's, there's, because it's high volume, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of people need help and I'm not available 24 hours a day and neither are the therapists, right? And right. I, so I wasn't a, in a position to like necessarily find someone that I totally clicked with, mm-hmm. but it was a good experience. Like I did have something, like I did get stuff out of it. Like yeah. I felt like it was fruitful. It's not the same kind of connection as like some of the people I feel like I've had the absolute privilege of talking to for years right like yeah it's can be really productive because you've got like another brain working on your stuff who can like remember and like notice patterns or like Mm -hmm. say you know I don't know about you I certainly do this where like I will forget why I made a decision (laughs) at the time and the decision won't turn out the way I'd hoped it was yeah And then I can tell myself a story about like, well, I was like an idiot to make this choice. Yes. Right. But if somebody else remembers, like, I think at the time these were like, this is what you didn't know because you don't know the future. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. That doesn't sound idiotic. It sounds like you had to make a decision (laughs) without being able to see the future. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's exactly it. It's just like the flight engineer sometimes you just you need another set of eyes yes so helpful yeah it's good love it beautiful i'm i'm so happy that we're doing this me too we it feels uh, so good yeah i just we love all of you so so much and you've been so sweet (laughs) and kind and lovely yes um that's because you don't get harassed on the instagram (laughs) I don't get harassed on the Instagram. No, I'm grateful I don't. No, we don't get harassed. People, are I nice get harassed. Do you get harassed? Yes. Why? No. Who's harassing you? And no, people are lovingly just being like, "Where's the new episode?" I know, I know. It's horrible. lovingly, lovingly, lovingly. Oh. We love it. It's so disgusting. Maybe I'll edit this out, but like, you know, I've got these two cats that I love more than anything, <laughs> and so they just we keep. No getting them more and more stuff and like the thing we've done recently is started to get them this is very gross guys don't edit edit it out out. if you are squirmish just stop here and we'll see you for part two we love you yeah love you um we got like whole prey like the kind of like frozen whole prey that people feed to like pet snakes and stuff yeah so like frozen whole prey we'll just leave it at that and (laughs) Baby Beto, the kitten, is who, for obsessed. context, is not weaned, is oh, almost a year old, is not weaned, is just he a wants. little. He's a little, he's my cat, Vinny's twin. Yeah, and oh, sweet brother, literally. <laughs> and they both got taken away from their mom too too soon. early, and they just constantly need to nurse. Um, yeah, they. Yeah, anyways, and is right. the sweetest little baby boy, but is also scared of everything. Yeah, but he, like, wants to, he wants to nurse, and he thinks that maybe on a human, maybe the nipples are somewhere on the feet for some reason, yeah. so he's always, like, <laughs> nipping our feet. Yeah, yeah. like, I bet it's around here. It's such a strange, <laughs> what are you going to do? But we got the, um, the 
I don't remember where I was going with this story at oh, all. Oh, the bird. The therapy bird. Um, he, they just love them and they're like so totally obsessed. Like baby Beto is obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. He's always like waiting like a little bit, like he'll sit on top of the refrigerator and he's not like too bratty about it, but he's just like always waiting and he's always like, maybe right now, maybe right now, maybe right now. Is it now? Um, I was going to make a point with this, but (laughs) who knows what it was. Uh, Maybe I'll edit it in or I'll just edit the whole thing out. But when I remember yeah. what it was that I was going to say, but Beautiful. it's fine. We needed the baby better story anyways. So, yeah. Oh, we're talking about people harassing us and begging for. Oh, that. That's how I feel. Like, like <laughs> it is an it is love, right? Like it is such an honor that oh, you yes. guys love like these episodes enough that you want more of them, you know, and that's what it reminds me of. Like baby better is like. I don't want to be rude, but maybe I can have maybe a we bird. Could. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be rude, but I really, really want it. Yeah. So it is like, it is just yeah. lovely. And we it just is. love you all to death. Yes. And I'm excited to talk about the Unabomber. I am very excited. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I've It'll never be- heard, like, I know, like, the, like, the airline thing. Like, that was his, you know, like what made him the Unabomber or whatever, but I didn't, I've never like looked into the yeah. flight, like this flight. Yeah. I'm going to say this right now for anyone who made it to this part in the edit. edit. So we live in the future. We know the Unabomber's name is Ted Kaczynski. At some point, I am going to call him John Krasinski. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just am. Yeah. I get the names mixed up. I hope you can understand. So, like, no, like, I mean, Jim from The Office on. did not blow up anything. No. <laughs> but uh, and I, the names I probably won't hear when it's done because I'm... No. <laughs> I know what it means, but then I forget we're recording and forget to correct just, like for everyone yeah, else listening. Yeah, just with it. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's perfect. Yeah, it'll be fine. You guys have been gracious about everything else. I don't yeah. think we're gonna get like hate messages over that. <laughs> no, of all, they're things, like, "This is but... the this is the last straw." Right? Yeah, can't do it. John Cruz no, he's not if... the Unabomber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that should be if we were in any way people who made things Cancel. then or if I was a person who made things, you can make lots of things, but we could have John, <laughs> yeah. John Krasinski John is not the Unabomber, Unabomber shirts. Yeah. 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 But um, the, we're, we're making a list. You, Listen, it'll come. It'll come. It'll. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> Our 20 so, year reunion. I, we'll start doing merch. Oh my gosh! Yes, hopefully year twenty will make fifty-two episodes again. Yeah. But that's so we did twenty-three episodes in twenty twenty-four, twenty-twenty-three. So we're gonna do at least twenty-four in twenty-four. Yeah. Twenty-four for twenty-four, baby. Amen. That's what we're going for, and we'll do more. Twenty-four more. or more. Twenty-four or more. Twenty-twenty-four. Listen, twenty-four we, is the year of the offense. We're doing it. A lot's gonna happen this year. Yeah. Um. It's a good okay. Year. I love we love you yes. if you want to talk about football I, I will literally call you if you message me if you message yeah. me like there's a few people in the in the instagram you should go right if you message us like some anti-josh allen propaganda i will then no blocked immediately block, block if you're rooting for kansas city block blocked we never general. blocked anyone i don't think 
No, we've never. You just, you can't. Just don't tell us. And ever. <laughs> this is the thing. Don't tell us. Don't tell us like, like today, but don't tell us ever. No. Just keep maybe, that. <laughs> like you can think maybe about like mid July. There's like one week in July that maybe you can talk about it when we've maybe forgotten about football yeah. for one second. And yeah. then we'll be like, or oh, if, like, ha, the ha, Bills. ha. Yeah. If the Bills win the Super Bowl, then fine. Then fine. Like, whatever. Fuck off. Fine. Yeah. No problem. Don't care. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. um, really, yeah. But if you want to just talk about football, like, I'll probably, I'll call you. Like, we can talk <laughs> on the phone to talk about football. It's all I can think about. And that's something, too, Terrible. guys. I was sick and, like, life is busy and there's a lot going on. One of the reasons why we haven't made episodes <laughs> is because, it's- Mariah, your husband, Ty, made me play stupid fantasy football. <laughs> and it just... It's consumed. I feel feel like truly like I it's yes. Like just an obsession. Like baby Beto can't stop thinking about bird much to his own detriment. And like, like, I can't Thursday. Why isn't there football? Oh my gosh. There's not even, Oh my gosh. It's tragic. Tragic. Only a couple more And then football is going to be over. So soon. (laughs) So we'll, we'll do like 30 episodes in February. Yes. Yes. (laughs) There's You've, no more football. What are you so. doing? Yeah, let's record. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. I'm not doing a damn thing. God. All right. Okie dokie. Oh, I love you. I love you so, so much. So much, Mariah. Yes. You're all wonderful. We oh. love you. Thanks for sticking around. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you so much for being so marvelously patient as we have taken so long to put out a new episode. Um, We just love and adore both of you. It is 3.37 on Sunday, January 21st. As I record this, um, you should be able to listen to this in about four minutes. Um, It is... Not funny at all if the Bills lose today. Do not send us jokes about it. Not that I have to worry about that, because fuck you, Patrick Mahomes. You're going to lose. Okay, love you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.